1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Super Scoreboard on the day Neil Lennon becomes Celtic's new permanent manager. It's a great privilege. It's a personal privilege and a great professional privilege as well. Absolutely thrilled. I'm very much looking forward to you know, the, the challenge that lays ahead, the challenges that lay ahead. Very excited. You all know what this club means to me. And now the question is, Alison, what do the Celtic fans think Neil Lennon means to them? To some, he means continuity. He got eight in a row over the line. He won the treble treble by beating Hibs, Aberdeen and Hearts. What Neil means to the dissident Celtic supporters, however, is a downgrade from Brendan Rodgers. But he's no stranger to confrontation or controversy. He'll get by without unanimous approval. And he'll need to, Alison, because the next 12 months of our lives will be the most contentious in the history of Scottish football. Hugh Keevans here with me, Alison Conroy, until 7 o'clock tonight. Remember, you can give us a call on 01419511025. And you can, of course, always tweet us at Clyde SSB. So Neil Lennon is the new Celtic permanent manager. He's taking charge for the second time on a 12-month rolling contract. John Kennedy will be his assistant manager, Hugh, with Damien yeah. Duff staying on as first team coach and, of course, Stevie Woods as goalkeeping coach. It would be wrong. Wrong to misinterpret the 12-month rolling contract as a lack of faith mm-hmm. in Neil Lennon because, Alison, it's a 12-month job. If you don't get to nine in a row, in all probability, you'll get the sack. If you do get to nine in a row and another 12 months kicks in, but you don't get to 10 in a row, you'll get the sack. If you do get 10 in a row, you'll be an immortal. Well, Neil Lennon accepts there are many challenges ahead as he takes charge for the second time. Win a fourth treble. I think that's a big challenge. Uh, trying to still be the dominant team in the country, and obviously, we want to progress our own players through the ranks. We're already looking at some of the younger players who have done exceptionally well, and obviously, recruitment will be important because you know there will be players leaving, and we want to freshen things up a little bit. Whatever it takes to help us, you know, keep moving in the right direction. I haven't got a number of players, or um, I can't tell you who's going to be leaving or who's going to be coming in. But the, like every season at this stage, you're, you're looking to improve and that's what we'll endeavour to do. He acknowledges the challenges. He says he's already been working behind the scenes with mm-hmm. signings. Whether he was going to be the manager or not, that was part of his job to identify sign targets, to look at who'd be staying, who'd be going. So he's, he's already down the road a little bit. Yeah, you got Bio, who the, the Celtic fans have only seen for two minutes at Kilmarnock. He cost over £2 million. They've got Marianne Schved, uh, of whom I have heard terrific reports. So he's got two of a start there. All manner of speculation this morning about David Turnbull from Motherwell. This is where Peter Lawwell comes in because mm. the Celtic fans don't want any more John McGinn moments. Uh, Turnbull has very quickly established a Premiership pedigree with the number of goals he scored for Motherwell. Celtic, if they really do want him, have to pay the going rate and look smart about it. Let's just hear from Peter Lowell now. You, you've mentioned him and he says that Neil Lennon to him was the perfect appointment. He, of course, offered him the job straight after that Scottish Cup win on Saturday. Our objective is to continue to dominate Scotland. It's to get back into the Champions League and go as far as we possibly can. And for that, we need um, the right people, the right management, 
in the right players. And this is a, a very, very demanding job and there's not many people that can do it. And I, I don't think you realise the challenges or the intensity to you're actually in the job. You can ask Brendan, ask Martin and Neil. That's Neil here. It's, it's an amazingly difficult and, and challenging job to have somebody that knows it, as I said, knows the city, knows what's required for Celtic to win is a huge bonus. And having Neil from February, you know, that continuity can remain. He's, he's had time to look at his squad, time to look at where we want to strengthen and what positions. The continuity of uh, John and Damien, again, is very important. Continuity, a word that keeps coming up for Peter Lowell. Yeah, and that local domination mm. is Celtic's mantra. They want to continue to dominate Scottish football. They can get to Europe and get lots of money via qualification for the Champions League group stages. But we all know, if we're all being honest, that 10 in a row is all that matters to the Celtic support. And stopping 10 in a row is all that matters to the Rangers support. And that's why I say, Alison... The next 12 months of our mm. lives will be frantic, frenetic, call it what you like. Remember, you can give us a call tonight, 01419511025. And Marie in the West End's done just that. Good evening, Marie. Hello, good evening. Hi. Um, I'm just phoning in to say um, that I wish Neil Lane all the best in his appointment. And uh, I think it's the right, right thing to do. I think he's the right man for the job, and he always was. <laughs> Well, Marie, uh, you, you are in his camp and uh, I'm sure that Neil Lennon is grateful to hear that. Uh, there are some Celtic supporters who do see him as a downgrade from Brendan Rodgers. They seem to see management as some kind of beauty pageant uh, and they think that Neil Lennon is too much of an ordinary man for them. They, they, they want someone from a higher strata. However, he's 10 years into his managerial career he has taken yep. Celtic to league titles. He has taken them to the last 16 of the Champions League. Champions League. It's mm -hmm. not as if Celtic have appointed a rookie manager. That's exactly it. Um, he knows what's required now, you know, 10 in a row. Um, and he's been a, and he's a Celtic, Celtic legend as a captain, as a player, you know, and his first time around. Uh, and now, now he's got um, he's he's much more calm and you know more settled and he's still passionate about the game, but he's uh, you know he's definitely calmer. That's something that Neil Lennon said himself. He's ten years or yeah. so down the line. He is a much calmer person than he was back then. Uh -huh. uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how he is come August, uh, because he's been walking another another man's shoes since February. Uh, when Brendan Rodgers went off to Leicester and he did it exceptionally well. The remit was to win eight in a row and he got Celtic over the line. The treble treble... Well, that's exactly it. Yeah, the treble treble was much hoped for and he did very well to beat Hibs at Easter Road, Aberdeen and Hearts at Hamden. Uh, he got that yeah. over the line as well. Yeah, I was there, so it was absolutely fantastic. Well, Marie, yeah. I... Repeat that Neil Lennon will be happy to hear of your support. I guarantee you this, though, before we're off air at 7 o'clock, someone will be on here to say they don't want him. Well, thank you to Marie. You have got Alec in Parkhead, although it looks like he's in Benidorm tonight. Hello, Alec. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? How are you doing here? Uh, well, if you're in Benidorm and I'm standing here in darkness and rain, <laughs> you better make, oh, it's, it's better about make this brief. It's about 25 degrees here, uh, it's lovely. Well, it's been I, I 20 was, degrees here, 
ten this morning and ten this afternoon. <laughs> well, obviously, I was I was having the withdrawal symptoms, and I was I said to the wife, "I'm going to take a wee breakfast." But obviously, as soon as we Lenny signed, I said I'll get him a bell. I, I was the first caller on after the treble treble queue, and and I said during the week prior to that game that you know I, I would nail my flag to the mass and say that I wanted Neil in. He's a completely different manager than what he was when he first came. Uh, like you say, he's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Nope. But his first two games when he came in after Brendan had left was Hearts at Tynecastle and Hibs at Easter Road. Uh-huh. Now, they were, they were two biggies. You know what I mean? They two could have went either way. One was a, a league game and one was a was a, was a Scottish Cup. Uh, so he came in. I'm really looking forward to, to next season and straight away if we won a cup, a domestic cup next season, fair enough. For me, it's a league the next two years, the league next year and the league the following year. If we get into the Champions League, that's a bonus. But I, I, I'll say it, 10 in a row, it is everything. I was at the Gallagate after we get the treble treble and it was crazy. You'll never, ever, ever see anything like this in your life. It was just... I wish I could put some in a bottle and put the lid on it and every time, every so often, just open the lid a wee bit and, and take a wee look inside. It was just... It was just after scale. Well, Neil lives not very far from here and he knows he's been almost 20 years in Glasgow since signing from Leicester City. And he knows what goes on here. And he knows... That he doesn't have the unanimous approval of all the Celtic supporters And he also knows that plenty of Rangers supporters tonight Are celebrating his appointment Because they think he's a downgrade from Brendan Rodgers And that somehow the appointment of Neil Lennon Strengthens Stephen Gerrard's hand next season So those are the ground rules That's where we all start from the first weekend in August And that's why I say the next 12 months will be unbelievable Thank you to Alec for his call tonight, Hugh. Looking on Twitter, what you said, um, Stephen Ray, for me, appointing Lennon was a backward step and lacks vision and ambition by the board. However, now he's the man in place, we need full backing and proper funds to improve this team. And that's probably the end of the cycle. Champions League football and nine in a row are the main objectives. Well, nine, he's got them in the wrong order there because nine in a row is the main objective. Mm. The Champions League comes second for all uh, Celtic supporters. Um I believe that some people would have objected to the appointment of David Moyes, for example. I believe that AVB was unattainable now that he's Mm. gone uh, on a £6 million a year salary to another club. I believe that Rafa Benitez, while talk of uh, Newcastle United being taken over, uh, would have been unattainable for Celtic. And the talk of Jose Mourinho was Never anything other than delusion. You're speaking about nine in a row being the main objective. And Neil Lennon was asked at his press conference today about the treble. He is taking over a side, of course, that have won three straight trebles. So is a fourth in the cards for him? And would he be deemed a success if they don't manage it? It is a, a very, very difficult thing to do. You know, in my f- first season here as a player... Yeah, we won the treble in the Martin O'Neill and that was the holy grail, really. These guys have won three in a row. So Saturday was one of the best days of my life and in the final whistle, one of the best moments of my professional life, no question of that. 
because of the enormity of what the players had achieved and what it meant for everyone associated with the club. We will endeavour to win every competition we go into. If he doesn't achieve another treble but they win nine in a row, is that enough for the Celtic fans? Without question. The the Cups are just icing on the cake. Celtic have gone over three years not losing any of 27 Cup ties in a row. That Mm. is truly phenomenal. However, a quadruple treble is not uppermost in the minds of the Celtic supporters. Nine in a row is uppermost in their minds and stopping nine in a row is uppermost in the minds of the Rangers supporters. Nothing else matters. Bob McCallum on Twitter, a Rangers fan, tell Shug, Gers fans don't care about 10 in a row because we know it's not much of an achievement. When Gers weren't in the same division for four of those seasons and were actually 10 points in February with the old firm neck and neck in the other one. Well, I mean, a league does not go into a state of suspended animation Mm. because Rangers have mismanaged their own affairs and have gone into liquidation. Uh, That was Rangers' lookout and they must deeply regret the way the club was run at that particular time. It, You can only beat what's in front of you. That's the great football cliche. Celtic have eight in a row. It is undeniable. It is there in the record books, enshrined in the record books. And Stephen Gerrard knows in his heart of hearts that he has to stop that or be Mm. deemed a failure. Neil Lennon said he's already looking at signing targets. You mentioned earlier that one that looks to be interesting Celtic is Motherwell youngster David Turnbull. Mm. Yeah, well, in the week that John McGinn scores the goal that takes Aston Villa into the English Premier League, the £170 million goal, as it was called, Celtic really can't Afford to have any more John McGinn moments If indeed And they have yet to commit themselves publicly If Celtic are indeed interested in David Turnbull And for the sake of conversation The sum involved is £2 million Then if Celtic fail to get David Turnbull It will look in the eyes of the supporters As if it's another John McGinn scale mistake Motherwell Chief Executive Alan Burrows did say today that he will not be going for anything less than the record transfer fee and that was 1.75 million 25 years ago yeah. Phil O'Donnell when he left Motherwell for Celtic Yeah Well the, the right to strike while the iron is hot David Turnbull has come in had a terrific start made and scored many goals for Motherwell and I repeat if Celtic are indeed interested in him and we'll wait to see what Neil Lennon has to say about mm. David Turnbull specifically. But if they are interested in him and they fail to get him from Motherwell and he goes somewhere else, the Celtic supporters will not question Neil Lennon because ultimately he doesn't sign checks. They will question those who are in a position to sign the checks. And mm. that means that means that, that Peter Lobel, chief executive, so often we say that maybe Scottish football undersells themselves. So when you look at Motherwell, they're right to hold out what, for what they think sure. that player's valued at. If you look at his achievements last season, he is only 19 years old. Yeah, but you know that, that in itself does not mean that he is not worthy of a move to a club of Celtic size. Celtic will have to declare themselves if they are interested and negotiations do begin, they cannot be seen at a time when they've got £9 million in compensation for Brendan Rodgers going to Leicester 
at a time when they may yet have yet more money to come from the transfer of Musa Dembele, yep. uh, and when they are already cash rich without those things, then the fans would not tolerate a player that Neil Lennon wanted being lost to the club a la John McGinn for relatively small money. Peter Lowell said today, we know the direction we want to go in and the club is doing all we can within our financial constraints. Well, if we are hypothetically talking about David Turnbull, if Celtic can't afford a player from Motherwell, then someone will have to get a sheet of A4 paper and write down for me the reasons why they can't afford a player from Motherwell. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alison Conroy and Hugh Keevans here. And I want to go back onto the phones now and I've got Stephen and Cambus Lang. Hello, Stephen. Hello, how are you doing? Hello. How are you doing? Good. Hi, Paul. How's it Good, thank you. What's your point tonight? I just want to say to you, I know he's brilliant. He's good. He's funny. Right, but the fact that he's turned around and said that Stephen Gerrard, if he loses next season, will be a failure. That uh, just that's beyond me. I had to go and pick the phone up and ask ask him where he's coming to with that. Well, if Neil Lennon fails to get nine in a row, he'll get the sack. And if Stephen Gerrard fails to stop Celtic getting ten in a row, he'll get the sack. No, I just said nine in a row. Well, nine in a row would create a situation inside Ibrox where the club would have to ask themselves if they can afford to go with Steven Gerrard for a third season. Can I ask you one question then, Hugh, right? Okay. See, see, like, say, if you give a manager, you personally, you give a manager a chance, do you give them one year, two years, or is it three years? You, in this city, give them... <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on, you're not listening to me. You ask, right. for, you, ask, you, ask, you ask for my reply. I'm, I listen to you every night. Yeah, well, I'm trying to give you my reply. Ten in okay. a row, ten in a row is all that matters to Rangers and Celtic. Stopping ten in a row is all that matters to Rangers. Winning ten in a row is all that matters to Celtic. This is a very uncomplicated place to live. The rivalry, yeah. the rivalry is so intense that this is all that matters. And it is my contention that if Neil Lennon doesn't get nine in a row, he'll get the sack. And if Stephen Gerrard doesn't stop ten in a row, he'll get the sack. Oh dear oh dear Okay then uh, Well thanks very much I love listening to you Thank some, you some, You come out with some crackers right? Okay thanks pal Bye bye well, Thank I, you I, Stephen I stand by every word uh, it, it may not be what Stephen thinks But I'll guarantee you Alison That plenty of people know That what I am saying Is absolutely accurate This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're back after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans here with me, Alison Conroy, tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard through until 7 o'clock. You can get us on Twitter at Clyde SSB and on the phones 01419511025. And Andy in Weems Bay has done just that. Hello, Andy. Hi, Alison. Hi, Hugh. Hello, Hello. Andy. I've got a question for you, Hugh. It's reference. I'm, I'm all for Neil Lennon getting a job at Celtic, but I have a question. I've been listening to the show tonight, as I always do on home from work. Mm-hmm. The, the issue for me is if nine in a row, which clearly is the next big milestone, Champions League being a bonus, then ten in a row being the real holy grail, if you want to call it that, 
Surely it may have been a better idea for Celtic to give Neil a two or a three year contract. My reason for saying that is that then would put some of the dissenting voices to the side and allow Neil a bit of a chance to push forward his team and his ideas and possibly bring in his players without the spectre of the sack hanging over him. And what I would say before I give you your, your chance to respond, I take the point, if he doesn't win nine in a row, the likelihood is he would get the sack anyway. Yeah. Yeah, a 12-month rolling contract is something that Celtic have traditionally favoured. He's not the first manager to be on that. I think, you know, the, yeah, you question the, the validity of contracts. You know, the, to a great fanfare of trumpets, Brendan Rodgers signed uh, for a period of four years. But at his earliest convenience when it was clear that Leicester City wanted him in February or not at all, he jumped ship. So contracts pretty much aren't worth the paper they're written on because clubs will break them if it suits them and managers will break them if it suits them. And I think that Andy agrees with me that we live in unique times in the history of Scottish football because I believe that 10 in a row has become such a big deal for two sets of supporters that those who deliver and those who fail to deliver will pay the price. So Andy, I don't think that a 12-month contract signifies a lack of faith in Neil Lennon. It simply signifies the reality of the situation that he will be living on a year-by-year, season-by-season basis. Do you think Neil has accepted the 12-month rolling contract or perhaps that was all it was offered. Clearly for stability, you would look for that two-year minimum. What's your thoughts? But you, you can't have stability if you fail to win the league in your first season because the club is immediately destabilised. Uh, ten in a row means everything to the Celtic supporters and therefore stability does not exist if you don't get to nine in a row. But I also understand Neil Lennon and those who handle Neil Lennon's affairs well enough to know that he would have sat down with Peter Lawwell and or Desmond and said to them, we all know how important next season is. We all know. Supporters, hierarchy, would-be manager, we all know. Therefore, Neil Lennon must have received assurances not about his own wage the, the wage must be acceptable to Neil Lennon Otherwise he wouldn't have taken the job But the budget that's available to Neil Lennon The scale of the change that's needed Would have been put forward by Neil Lennon And he would have had to have had The understanding and support Of the Celtic hierarchy Otherwise he would not be sitting here this evening As the Celtic manager for a second time Thanks very much I look forward to next season I agree with you Hugh I think it will be one of the most contentious but really intriguing years we've ever had. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Well, the Celtic FC Festival is taking place at the SEC from July the 26th to 28th. The first event of its kind anywhere in the world is set to turn Glasgow green and white. You can browse the world's biggest Celtic shop, be unveiling of the new third balance third kit and learn to train and play the Celtic way with this help from the Celtic Academy and coaches all this week on the show we've been giving away a pair of tickets for simply getting through every caller who gets through will be entered into a draw and picked at random to find out more log on to celticfcfestival.com now Hugh I've got an apology to make oh 
Eileen Queen is not happy with me. Oh. Apparently, I speak far too loudly. Oh. And she has to turn the radio down when I'm on and turn it up when you speak. Oh. So, Eileen, I am sorry, but we're speaking at exactly the same level according to what's in front of me here. Eileen, some people get upset if I speak at all. <laughs> Eileen, not she likes to listen to you, so that's oh, well. that's the main thing. Let's go back on to the phones, and I've got Stuart in Bayliston. Hello, Stuart. Oh, good evening. I uh, just talked about uh, if Stephen Gerrard doesn't stop Celtic. Is it only Rangers that's going to stop Celtic? Is Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, Hearts? If they know how to stop Celtic, I'm talking Cups, League, whatever. I mean, Kilmarnock run quite high, they're in Europe. So is it just down to Rangers to stop Celtic? Yes. That's, in, what you're, that's your words for. In, in terms of the league, Aberdeen can't win the league, Hearts can't win the league, Kilmarnock can't win the league, but Rangers could. And therefore, they are the legitimate challengers to Celtic for the league. Aberdeen had four terrific seasons in a row under Derek McInnes, but finish second every time That's because they simply do not have The strength and depth that Celtic have And therefore they could not Overtake them and win the league So my realistic Assessment of where we stand today Is that only one team can stop Celtic Winning 9 or 10 And that team is Rangers Alright See you see another thing about uh, Neil Lennon signing He's got a rolling contract Mm-hmm. And he's been offered money, but the guy walked away from Celtic. No, he, so somebody he, walked. He left. He left by uh, mutual agreement. You know, he felt that he'd taken Celtic at that juncture as far as he could, and he discussed it with Peter Lawwell, and the decision was taken to part company with each other. It was by mutual agreement. He didn't storm off in a huff. He simply said, "I, I didn't, didn't say that." Well, you. I'm telling you that he didn't walk away. It was a mutual agreement after conversations with uh, Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell. Well, for what reason did he walk? Uh, by mutual agreement, did he just say, oh, well, I don't want to be there when he's come back in and said this, he's wanting to do it again? It felt like a, a kind of natural end at that point. He felt at that point, as you say, with the funds that were available to him, at that time that he had taken the club as far as he could yeah and uh, Celtic if Celtic had really really wanted to keep Neil Lennon at that particular point then they could have come to another agreement with the manager at that particular time they decided to part company now they've decided to get back together again it happens happens to people get divorced and get remarried Thank you to Stuart and Bayless and we'll stay on the phones. We've got Michael in West Lothian who we've already spoken about his backroom team with John Kennedy, Damien Duff and Stevie Woods. But Michael, you think that someone's missing? Good evening, folks. Hi. Good evening. Yeah, I was just wondering why his long-standing number two, Gary Parker, has not been brought on board. Yeah. Now, again, this must be part of the talks that have taken place between Neil and Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond uh, I could not give you a 100% factual answer why Gary Parker is not there because I wasn't privy to those talks I have to believe that Neil Lennon is perfectly happy with John Kennedy being his assistant and Damien Duff being the first team coach I have to believe that he's happy with that otherwise why did he take the job? 
something Neil Lennon did say in his media conference today was that he wanted to keep some sort of familiarity for the players as well when he's taking over. So I think because they were both there before he came in and Peter Lowell, we heard from him earlier, talking about the continuity that he was looking for as well. Yeah. Celtic have a great deal of belief in John Kennedy. Some people are unkind and say, oh, it's a sympathy vote because his career was ended mm-hmm. prematurely. But football doesn't have time for sentimentality. It, at that level, it's, it's too cutthroat a business. So Celtic have a belief in John Kennedy. And they have tremendous experience in the form of Damien Duff, experience that he gained from a, an outstanding playing career at international and club level. So Neil Lennon must be happy to have those two men as his lieutenants. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't take the job. I have no objections to John Kennedy whatsoever. I think he's a fine man, or, nor Damien Duff. But I was just wondering, do you think perhaps there could be another role for him within the setup? Another role? Oh, for Gary Parker? Well, there was um, photographs. And I know their friends been pretty close of the two of them at a game down south, allegedly looking at a player. Uh-huh. Do you think that he may be using that capacity? Well, there's no doubt that Celtic need someone in charge of recruitment. However, I would hazard a guess that Neil Lennon would like to be reunited with John Park, who brought so many Mm. terrific players to Celtic. With respect to Gary Parker, being ahead of recruitment is not really his line of work. Coaching football players is his line of work. And I think if Celtic are looking for a head of recruitment, I'm not sure that Gary Parker would be high among their priorities. Thank you to Michael. We'll stay on the phones. We've got Neil in Parkhead. I think it's a different Neil, Hugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I certainly know Lenny, folks. <laughs> Come on, actually. Hello, Alison. Hello, panel. Hello, Hugh. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. No, I'd imagine treble, treble. Probably still suffer the hangovers like myself. <laughs> uh, the last time I was on there, it was before we had decided that Lenny was getting a job. I think I ended up comparing him to Spider-Man, but I had a few shandies. We just won the league that day. Um, so initially, I want to congratulate Neil Lennon for getting a job. He thoroughly deserves it, in my opinion. And just to, I think it was the last call there, or the last one you were on, you said something about the Rangers are the only people in the VSL take one and nine in their own ten in a row. I think maybe the Celtic board could also be a jeopardise if they don't back Lennon and they don't, you know, you were talking earlier on about is maybe not being able to afford the guy for Motherwell. Yeah. That should be checking feed for Celtic for the amount of money they've took and things like that. And I I just it's nine in a row, it's history. We've already done history. The guy that was on at the start of the night told you the Gallagher was absolutely madness. If you go and you can see a, a video on the Hoops Bar page of just how mad the Gallagher was at that time. And I I just I think it's time Peter Lowell and they stopped putting their eye on the profit levels that they get every year and backing the team and getting this bit of history because see if they do I'll carry them through for the next 50 years just like the Lisbon Lions did well, you know I, mean? I, I, I do believe that we do live in unique times and if Celtic did not get the players that Neil Lennon wanted uh, Neil Lennon would be perfectly entitled to go public and say that and if that were the case uh, the fans would be gunning for Peter Lawwell so everyone has to be on the same page here and everyone has to understand that we are about to enter an amazing period in Scottish football history because nine in a row in this age 
when Celtic won nine in a row the first time and when Rangers emulated that achievement, we weren't living in the mad social media age that we live in now. Uh, and it's vital for the Celtic supporters that they see Neil Lennon being backed financially as well as he demands to be backed. So everyone's backs against the wall here. Thank you to Neil in Parkhead. A quick look on Twitter. Jamie Barr says, Neil Lennon was offered the job too quickly at Hamden but didn't accept it quickly enough. There's no satisfying some people. No, there is no satisfying some people, but that's fine. That's why this programme exists. Uh, But I repeat that we are about to enter the craziest 12 months that we have ever seen within Scottish football. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're here until 7 o'clock and we're back after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans here with me, Alison Conroy, through until seven o'clock on the day that Neil Lennon accepts the Celtic job on a permanent basis on a 12-month rolling contract. Hugh, as you can imagine, really busy on the phones tonight, so I want to go straight back on. We've got Craig in Greenock. Hello, Craig. How are you doing? Good, thank you. What's your point? Uh, first time caller tonight uh, My point's about Barisic leaving I think he should be due another season Before you get sent out the door And my second point is Do you think if Gerard doesn't win a title this season Or a cup at least uh, He'll get the sack If he doesn't win the title Rangers would have a decision to make Because Celtic would then have nine in a row And the decision for the Rangers board would be can we run the risk of leaving Stephen Gerrard as manager when 10 in a row is at stake? So that, and we're speaking hypothetically, but that would be the decision that uh, they would have to make. With regard to Barisic, sorry? No, no, I was thinking the exact same thing. I think if he doesn't win at least a league or at least a cup, he'll get the sack next season. The, The league is everything. You know, certainly a cup would be a tangible sign of uh, Rangers having come back into the the mainstream, if you like, because they haven't had uh, one of the three major trophies since uh, 2011. So that's a long time for a club of Rangers size to wait for a trophy. So a cup, of course, would be nice. However, if Celtic do get to nine in a row, the Rangers board have that decision Dave King has that decision to make. Does he trust Stephen Gerrard to start a third season <laughs> and the possibility of Celtic winning 10 in a row or does he look elsewhere? So that's why the next 12 months for me will be the most frantic in their football history. Whoever wins the yeah, cup competitions, uh, fair enough. You know, cups are a, a sprint. The league is a bit of a marathon and a very, very important marathon next season. Yep, definitely. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, the Barisic one, I think it's just taking him time to fit into Scottish football. I think we should give him another season before we send him on his way. Does Stephen Gerrard have time to give players another season, Hugh? Um, I would see that Barisic uh, is a bad signing. Mm. Um, he's clearly a talented player, but has not yet shown how talented he can be. But Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister have a lot to think about and I'm sure in their own minds they know who's staying and who's going uh, because you know people like Kyle Lafferty have been told, your time's up, you can look for another club. Um, but 
Barisic is a decent player But he has not shown consistency Thank you to Craig in Greenock We'll stay on the lines We've got Robert in Gurek Hello Robert Hello 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 Hi yes. I didn't think you were hearing me there <laughs> Yes um, I'm phoning regarding Hugh's um, Take on Celtic and Rangers Nine in a row The one that they actually hold Yeah He seemed to be downplaying those two But saying that in these days it's more intense it's this, it's that uh, and another nine in a row next season would be somehow a better no, I, I uh, did, I achievement didn't, no, I didn't say it would be better because you, you cannot downplay uh, Jock Steen's nine in a row and you cannot downplay Walter Smith uh, getting nine in a row however we do live in, di- in, in different times and this one is going to be fought for against a background of fan rivalry uh, that is at a unique level now because we live in this social media age. So I am not denigrating Celtics nine in a row or Rangers nine in a row. I'm saying that we're now at fever pitch in 2019 over this Attempt at nine in a row Because of the, the times that we live in Thank you to Robert Quick look on Twitter again Hugh William Bonner says He believes that Rangers' priority Will be a prolonged run in the Europa League The full house will no doubt get Ibrox is vital to their survival If they go out early It's bye-bye Gerard. Well, uh, I don't hold with that uh, I don't think that the uh, European competition Will decide Stephen Gerrard's fate mm. I believe that everything, everything hinges on league football. Celtic today at Neil Lennon's press conference continually referred to domination of Scottish football. Their continued domination of Scottish football. The chief executive said it, the manager said it. And Rangers' main obligation is to stop Celtic's domination of Scottish football. That's where everyone is now. If Celtic qualify for the Champions League, magnificent, loads of money and everyone's very, very happy. However, it's not as important to the Celtic supporters as winning nine in a row. And if Rangers do go on a Europa League run and make money, terrific. And they they did very well in the Europa League in Steven Gerrard's first few months as Rangers manager. However, for the Rangers supporters, stopping nine in a row is the number one Priority for the season to come. Neil Lennon being appointed Celtic's permanent manager, of course, the the big news today. But it is the summer. There's plenty of transfer speculation, and Charlie and Airdrie wants to talk about that. Hello, Charlie. Hello. 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 How are you doing? I'm good, thank uh, you. I've just heard that Alfred Benitez is Newcastle's coming for Morelos, twenty million. Yeah, there's a suggestion, Hugh, of a, a £20 million bid from, or interest from Newcastle for Alfredo Morelos. We are into that period of the year, Charlie, where depending on where you bought your paper this morning and who which paper you bought, you can have uh, Olivier and Sham going to Marseille. Uh, you can have Celtic in for a striker from Charlton Athletic. You can have Rafa Benitez in for... Alfredo Morelos, I'm not saying that any of them is untrue. I'm simply saying at the moment it's speculation, Charlie. 
Yep, speculation with Alfredo Morelos. Thank you to Charlie for that one. Another one staying with Rangers. We know that Kyle Lafferty set for talks this weekend with Stephen Gerrard about his future. Eros Gresda apparently is the next one who's chapping on Stephen Gerrard's door wanting to know what's happening to him. And every day there'll be another story of mm. someone possibly going, someone possibly coming in. I've been there, Alison. I've done it and I've written on the T-shirt. Uh, so, you know, we have a transfer window and during transfer window time, speculation rages. Some of it will be well-founded and absolutely true. Some of it will be nonsense. We touched on Rangers' Europa League campaign and one slight issue might be Scott Arfield if Canada goes all the way in the Gold Cup. He, of course, will be playing for Canada. The final is the 7th of July. Rangers' first Europa League qualifier is the 11th of July. Is that a decision for Scott Arfield to make rather than Rangers? Well, these are awkward negotiations when it comes to club versus country. Clearly, Rangers are a better team with Scott Arfield in it than they are when he's out of it. Mm -hmm. So Steven Gerrard will be trying everything in his power to make sure that he has him for that date and hoping that Canada don't go too far. We have had a managerial appointment in Scotland today in the Scottish Premiership and it is that James McPake is the new Dundee manager yeah. with Jimmy Nicholl as his assistant. Yeah, well, again, speculation had it that Jim Goodwin, yeah. the Alloa manager, was a, a shoe-in for the job and speculation in that particular instance was wrong. Um, I'm surprised. James McPake has no managerial experience and uh, Dundee want to come back up out of the Championship in one season. Jim Goodwin does have managerial experience and this season kept up a team in the Championship against all odds and against all expectations in Alloa Athletic. So it's Dundee's decision. I'm not saying that they are wrong. I'm just saying that I am personally surprised uh, and I'm sure that uh, Jim Goodwin one day will go to a bigger club than Alloa. Jim Goodwin has confirmed that he's staying at Alloa. How much will James McPake, with his lack of managerial experience, rely on Jimmy Nicholl? Well, Jimmy is a an old hand. You know, clubs have uh, brought him in before. Uh, it'll be good for the Dundee players in the dressing room because he's that type of guy. He's great for a dressing room. Um, but Dundee and Dundee United are in the championship, both desperate to get out of it. So there will be a competition between the two of them that will be something to behold next season as well. Blair Spittle um, leaving Partick Thistle. They, of course, secured their championship future for next season. He's rejected a new deal and he looks set to moving to Ross County after they secured their promotion to the Premiership. Well, Ross County, the, the, the team in the championship with the, the, the best budget, thanks to Roy McGregor, the owner. Uh, so they are getting themselves geared up uh, to stay in the Premiership next season uh, and making decent signings so Patrick Thistle will have to get by without them and of course we have the Champions League final tomorrow night mm. Hugh Andy Robertson will be there with Liverpool up against Spurs how much are you looking forward to this one? Yeah um, I, I wasn't greatly taken by the Chelsea-Arsenal Europa mm. League final it was pretty easy for Chelsea in the long run and it was a Regrettable choice of venue for that final And it's awful that thousands upon thousands of tickets Are returned to UEFA Because it's simply too far to go and too expensive But Madrid, Spurs, 
Liverpool, what's not to love? Well, that's about it for tonight. A busy show on the night that Neil Lennon is confirmed as Celtic's permanent manager. Hugh's back on Monday. You can keep up to date with everything that's happening at Clyde SSB and at Clyde1.com. GBX is up next, but from Hugh and myself, it's a very good evening to you.